Most bees make honey. These killer bees make great sports insights, but they also make honey. Don't ask about the process. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. Uh, 7517, it's Blank Branham. Paul's in with us, too. 7517 wants to know, is Paul drunk? Not yet. <laughs> the night is young. I know uh, I know how you can get there, by the way. I, I prefer with Pendleton whiskey because <laughs> Jerry Bear, I am a cowboy. I forgot that you had that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I agree. Nothing uh, nothing screams cowboy like Paul Gallant. What was it saying? What were you well, saying? Hey, listen, I mean, if you take something from a dead man, that's that's cowboy. That's that's Western justice. It's about as you original know, you take him out. As you can be. I, I was mean, gonna, yeah. uh, until I heard when I first time I heard the commercial, I go, Have you ever been to Pendleton, Oregon? I probably drove through it. I've been there. What's it like? There. I imagine. Oh, but they got a hell of a rodeo. PNW Cowboys, baby. What were you saying about your jeans earlier? A little tight, a little tight, a little yeah. tight in them. Not not in the waist because like I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm in very good shape. But uh, no, it's the, the they were skinny jeans that I bought a while ago. And apparently, that's out of style. And the problem is they like catch on my calves. Uh. So when I sit down for a while, basically I look like I'm wearing a pair of uh, pantaloons from like the 1700s. I'm surprised they're catching on the calves. Yeah, I have none. I am too. I thought you asked for some for Christmas. How does one catch to a flat surface? I, I, I would do calf implants. I would. If I, I get could. a sponsor. Seriously, we're have investment opportunities. Possibly you. Yeah. Come there on. You go. There you go. Johnny Drama 2.0. 3338. It's a broad use of the word entertainer. I mean, I you're Doc listening Linville, to us. Doc Linville does plastic surgery too. Doc Linville might be able to implant some calves for you. Forearms still. I want to look like Evan Gaddis. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Just don't Just act like him on yeah. Twitter. Go back either. to that look. Well, that goes back to me being drunk or on other things. <laughs> 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line. 713-780-3776. Let's go out there real quick for Robbie before we move over to this Texans-Colts conversation. Robbie, you're in the hive with the bees and Paul. What's up? How y'all doing today? I just wanted to have, uh, wish you a happy new year. Enjoy the great entertainment. There you go. Um... And go Cougs. Go Cougs. You hear Robbie there. He enjoys the entertainment. Because we're entertainers. That's true. We're not Thank you, Robbie. Members. We don't break stories. At least not anymore. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it's it. Better, better to be entertainers and have a TikTok and go viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, 713-780-3776. I've seen this narrative going around. Curious what y'all think about it. How do you feel about the narrative that the Texans Colts will be for all the marbles? It's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear that. Well... I think the first thing for me is that no one thinks the Jaguars are going to pull out of this tailspin mm-hmm. by the end of the year. So I think Trevor Lawrence was back at practice today, but in addition to the concussion that he was dealing with, I think there's an AC shoulder, yeah, issue, shoulder issue that he's dealing with now. They're playing the Panthers, who mm-hmm. are uh, mark-ass marks, as uh, the cool kids say. I, I do think that the Jaguars are going to beat the Panthers on Sunday, but it, it is crazy that they have not been able to take advantage of some of their recent Texan slip-ups. And that a team that was on a tear outside of that loss that they had to the San Francisco 49ers after they had just beaten the Texans, it's pretty crazy to see where they have been and where they are now. Because I remember when that game went down, I was like, oh, Jaguars locked up the division. Look at their schedule ahead. So, yeah, I can see it for being all the marbles. I don't know all the tiebreaker scenarios, mm-hmm. but I definitely can see the Jaguars losing again before the end of this thing. And I, I, I think that the Colts are probably going to be playing the Texans for a playoff spot at the very least. That's what I said a few weeks ago, uh, that I thought that it, it could legitimately come down to a playoff spot between those two teams. The division, I, I thought, was out of reach after they lost to Jacksonville here. I was, mm-hmm. I was very surprised 
that we sit where we sit today with all three teams sitting with identical records. And like you, I don't know all the tiebreaker scenarios, but I do know one thing. I do know that you're getting your quarterback back. Jacksonville is hoping to have theirs, but you don't know. And, and, and basically Indianapolis has made Gardner, Gardner Minshew into a starting candidate for someone next year because of all, and maybe, you know, done what he's done to the point where he has been the reason why they are where they are. But you look at it and say, look, the toughest game in the last three games for all three teams was Cleveland. That's mm-hmm. behind you. You still sit in a direct tie with two other teams. I like the chances of the Texans to, to have all the marbles be a playoff spot or and or the division going into that indie game, and I feel pretty confident that's what we're going to see. Yeah, I don't like this talk. I don't like this talk. I don't like the talk y'all just had. But isn't it realistic? No, because you're overlooking Tennessee. You're overlooking Tennessee. And like I, I, what we I say on the radio, the well, we, I, that's the, I was going to get to that. Because yeah. I, I, what we say on the radio and behind the microphone doesn't really matter. As long as it doesn't infiltrate the locker room, which is D'Amico's job. I get that. But I just don't like the conversation of, oh, yeah, the, t- the Titans are a layup. They're not. Like, you no. went to overtime against, and I know you didn't have C.J. Stroud, but you went to overtime against the Titans two weeks ago. Or like, are these Texans good enough to where you expect them to win a game that you think is a layup? Absolutely not. Like, looking ahead to this Colts game already, to me, is foolish, well, I think. Well, I think you could look at it from this perspective. Counterpoint, okay, the Colts, they just lost 29-10 to the effing Falcons. Uh-huh. And they play the Raiders, who seem to be red hot. They can still get in, by the way. Right now. The Raiders can yes. still get in. That's and they believe in their coach, and they, they got momentum, and, and they've got players. So the Raiders could beat the Colts, and, and, and that would help the Texans out should they lose to the Titans. Obviously, you need to win this game against the Titans. Like you got to win out. Like that, uh, yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. But at the same time... I, I, I feel like we could still could be talking about this being for a playoff spot if both teams sure, lose. We I, could. No, but, 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 Jeremy, we, I understand. Mm. I'm not trying to look past Tennessee, but I'm looking at a team that is probably looking at – they're out of the playoffs now, and they're looking at the best draft position, and they're going to be trying to – they're going to do a lot of things differently. But the more so than that, more so than anything else, yeah, you almost lost to a team, but you didn't have C.J. Stroud, and you didn't have a lot of other players. And, and, and you beat him without Stroud. And you ended up winning the football game, sure, on top of that. But now if I'm looking at this matchup, I'm not trying to look past them, but I'm saying I'm getting C.J. back. I'm getting healthier, though I'm still probably going to be down some players. But I'm looking at a team that I don't think has any aspirations of trying to win this game. There was there was all the whole, you know, they tried to market get a marketing win with all the crap they pulled in Tennessee. That's all behind us now. You got something to play for. You got your quarterback back. Regardless of who plays quarterback for them, they're looking to the future, and you should win this football game. Yeah, maybe what I'm trying to say though is the Texans aren't good enough for us to be like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a it's an easy win. Uh, that it, is it's true. an easy. Yeah, the Texans are just going to blow sure, out yeah. Tennessee, even though they have nothing to play for. Who knows who's starting at quarterback? Like all of these things, the, the Texans have proven to us this year. It's been a good year. Like mm-hmm. even if they miss the playoffs, it's a promising year one. It's it's very like I'm bullish for the future, even if they miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But the Texans are nowhere near good enough for us to already be having the conversation that the Texans and the Colts is a playoff game because there is no guarantee, and the Texans have proven us that all year at New York against Carolina, that they're capable of just rolling out of bed and winning against bad teams. They're impossible to predict on a week-to-week basis. That's what they are. Mm -hmm. If you're a gambler, you should stay away from Texans Mm -hmm. games. That's sort of what I've learned this year. I, I did a show with FanDuel uh, for uh, the build-up to Sunday's game. Patrick games. Creighton still picks those games, right? Uh, I, I I do not know. I guess that's over. 
I would assume it is over. I didn't get that but email. But PC still, he's savvy. He's savvy at being able to pick the Texans games and the other games in the NFL. So he's figured it out. But I, look, I felt better when Indianapolis got their doors blown off by Atlanta because they felt so bad that the sure, Texans but that played game might so not badly. Matter. But that's why I look at it too and say, hey, Carolina, hey, they sh- that should be a layup for Jacksonville regardless. But Carolina went and beat the Texans. But- if you don't beat the Titans, it really is probably not going to matter. Like, there's I still totally some agree chances. with you. There's and still some chances you can get in even if you lose this week to the Titans, but they're very, very slim. No, I totally agree with you, and you're right. They aren't good enough to be able to look past anybody. But at the same time, regardless of whether they lose or win or not, that indie game's still going to have the meaning of, I said there were going to be at least two teams from the South that get into the playoffs. I think that... That could be the other. That that could be the other team. Even if it's Jacksonville that wins the division, I think between those two teams, they, there's still a way that the winner of that game goes to the playoffs. The loser goes home. There's a chance they both miss. And there's also that chance too. But I said that I that there were going to be two teams from the South, and I think that game could end up being the, the deciding factor. They have a card in their back pocket as far as potentially both of these teams missing it, and that the teams that are still contending with them for playoff spots, they've beaten three of the four that are beneath them in the AFC standings. They've beaten the Steelers. They've beaten the Bengals. They've beaten the Broncos. The Uh Raiders, who you mentioned a moment ago, Joel, are the one team that they have not played against. So, really, they could lose on Sunday. The Colts could win on Sunday. Texans win that game. Theoretically, it all adds up to the Texans still making the playoffs. So, you can operate with this mindset with a team that has been impossible to predict. And honestly, I I don't even know what's going to happen on Sunday with C.J. Stroud back. I don't. You don't control your destiny if you lose. To, to True. Tennessee. Tennessee. Need some yeah. help? You 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 lose the ability to control your own destiny if you lose to Tennessee. I just I don't I just don't believe the Texans are good enough to be. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna show up in NRG and beat this Tennessee Titan team. What what have they done to prove that to you? They've done nothing to prove that to you. They're better. They're a good football team. I'll give them credit for that, obviously. But they've had some question marks all season long. Some curious losses. So like. I just don't like the let's look ahead to week 18 when you still have to win a week 17 game. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. HRP listener line 713-780-3776. One thing I do like is uh, I like the fact that the Texans aren't on all these awful lists. Uh, like who is the most disappointing team in the NFL? No promise. Blah, 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 blah. That's good. But the importance of staying away from these awful lists. 713-780-ESPN. It's the HRMP listener line. 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees with Paul on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You're back where you belong. In the Veritex Community Bank Studios with the Killer Bees who won't sting you unless provoked. Here's Joel and Jeremy. There you go. He's Paul in with the Killer Bees. He's blank on Branham. Uh, Pop-Tart Bowl just kicked off. Riveting stuff. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? I was about to ask you. He just tweeted. Blueberry. At Jeremy Branham on Twitter. Blueberry? Who brings blueberry to the table in favorite Pop-Tart flavor? Who brings blueberry to a cherry fight? Yeah. You Cherry's the best? Cherry and, uh, I think it's a fight between cherry and strawberry. Frosty. Oh, I, uh, no. I can't I like, do artificial strawberry. I like this brown sugar cinnamon, too. That, one, that mm. one's pretty good. Do you like it, the, the blueberry frosted or no? Uh, I just like the regular blueberry. So you can't With you no can't frosting? Do... Well, they all, they all come with frosting. Not all. Not no, all. Some you are can blank. get them with... Yeah, you can get them, yeah, you can get them without frosting. No. Now, blueberry might not They're be. They're not blank. They're... I said plain. Oh. Yeah. When I was doing late night study sessions at the Syracuse library, I would go between 
either whatever was available between blueberry or cherry. I do like cherry Pop-Tarts, uh-huh. but if I could pick between the two, I'm picking blueberry every single time. Ch- cherry is the best. What's your problem cherry- with strawberry? Artificial strawberry tastes bad. Okay, but artificial blueberry and artificial cherry are good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've I've never understood why artificial strawberry tastes the way that it does, but I've never liked it. <laughs> That's bizarre. There's plenty bizarre. of regular strawberry great. that tastes good. Yeah. yeah. I'm strawberry and cherry. I don't even know if I can tell tell the difference. Like I think they it's taste just red. the same. Yeah, they're red. It's not even strawberry. It's frosted red pop tart. I like frosted red pop tart, and I like brown sugar cinnamon. Frosted. I, I go frosted cherry pop tart. And I could do either one, cherry or strawberry, are both great. Uh-huh. But that's the go- that's the go to. Where do you where are you at with the s- frosted s'mores? I'm oh, not a big marshmallow chocolate guy. out. You don't like chocolate? You don't like chocolate? Don't like chocolate? No. At no. all? No. I'm a. I, I'm what a. Are you Palillo? Palillo's yeah. anti cheese. I'm also anti cheese. <laughs> so you don't eat pizza. I eat pizza. That's the one thing I do, and I pick off some of the cheese, but I do it real subtle, like so that no one notices. Huh. Hmm? Eat lasagna? No, I don't. Do you eat cheeseburgers? Cheesesteaks? Ew. No. No, for both. cheesesteak either? Ew, no, on cheesesteaks and cheeseburgers? The meat is perfectly fine. You? Why do, do I need a... cheese on top of it? Why do I need cheese on First top of it? First of all, you're talking cheese that's from meat. Wisconsin. I'm going to tell you that cheese is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. It cheese is awesome. Flavor. Yeah, it's from those big old women up in Wisconsin. Well, huh? I didn't marry one, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I? I can like the food, but I don't have to like the... Never mind. Apple, Look, uh... I like meat. I don't need cheese on top of it. Okay. Applejack Pop-Tarts says 8835. The wild berry ones they used to do. A uh, chocolate chip one that's great as well. Joe, do you have one that you, uh, you'll you mess around with? I don't really do Pop-Tarts, but if I do like the brownie one. Brown- I didn't, even know, made I didn't know there was Pop-Tart. a brownie one either. There's everything. Huh. Is there, like, I don't lem- there's lemon Pop-Tarts? That sounds gross. Probably, yeah. Honestly, there probably is, but that sounds disgusting. Yes, yeah, so that's what you would say. There's everyone. I, I, I don't think that. Yeah, uh, I would not want that. CJ on the Twitch says, do you like ketchup with your Pop-Tart blinkers? No. I mean, that joke has really n- never been used on every just because I like ketchup. I'm not stupid enough to mix it with sweets. Oh, not brownie. Uh, <laughs> s'mores is what it is. Yeah, but I don't yeah. like marshmallows. I s'mores. like that one. Okay. Yeah, s'mores is okay. Uh, I'm a more. I like to get my fruit, though. You know, you, you can cross off the food pyramid, the fruit pyramid. Whenever you yeah, to that uh, texture or whatever, you Pop-tops. do realize that that's a secondary source of a vegetable. Actually, though, a tomato is a fruit, but ketchup. So get yeah. over it. There you go. Uh, most frustrating NFL teams to watch. 2023. <laughs> we got you funny I like there. that subject, Cage. Yeah. Um, the Texans aren't on the list. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, they've been on this list in the past. That's true. Now they just got to stay off the list, right? Yeah. You're not on the Remember list. We, stay off the list. For the last two and a half, three, three and a half years. Stop being the laughing stock of everything when you hear the name Houston Texans. Were they a laughing stock or were they? I don't care. Yes, they were a laughing stock. I, they were a laughing stock. They were an embarrassment. Yes, they were that. I think nationally, but I think locally, we we're sort of like, eh, Maybe whatever. So. Who cares about them? You know, I, I remember coming here no. and obviously being at the as you call Highway to Hell uh-huh. or the the the, the flagship. We call yes. I would. Think to myself, well, what kind of a Texans angle can I think of today? And then I come back here and people are like, yeah, don't talk Texans. The Twitch would get mad at me when I talked about the Texans. Yeah. And I got to a point where I'm like, well, I don't really need to talk about the Texans. <laughs> I'm not enjoying it. They're not enjoying it. Let's talk we about had, something else. We never was force-fed instructions from a program director that was overzealous, except for a short period of time. But for the most part, <laughs> we didn't even have to do it then. To where I've heard of the, 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 the emails and the narratives and the direction. You guys can't talk Rockets. You can't talk Texans. I don't think I mean we did, but it was from it was from the standpoint you it was like a, a car wreck that you can't turn away from. You you have to talk about the fact that 
this was the laughing stock of the entire football world whenever they said the two words Houston Texans from Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien and the Hopkins trade and the, the debacle with the Chiefs and on and on and on. It was just a cl- black cloud of negativity to where you just wanted to, for once, be able to escape that and say, let, that, let it be them, not us anymore. <laughs> now you're there. I think it was from more of a national perspective, the embarrassment but I do think it existed locally. I think it was greater from a national perspective because like, Easter, hey, yes. Easterby uh, infuriated people locally, and it was an embarrassment that this guy got this high and had this much power in a true professional sports team. Nationally, though, I, I think people were mad about the fact that they fired two black head coaches after a year, and then hired the another black, even one? though they both sucked. Like uh, and they hired D'Amico. Right. They hired D'Amico Ryans. But before that happened, there was like, oh, they can't fire they two do. coaches back to back. like, oh, well, one's an energy vampire and Lovey Smith. And the other one, I mean, just completely over uh, underqualified. I don't think they ever wanted to fire Culling. I think they wanted an interim. Uh, they a wanted bridge. They wanted, wanted to count. They, maybe. But they wanted a raw, raw guy for at least two years. Yep. To be the build to like an actual NFL team, and they thought Cully was going to be like enough energy and rah rah and be able to take the abuse for two years. But then Nick Casario is like, "Well, I can't co-sign the incompetence of David Cully for another year." So what did they do? They promoted from within. <laughs> like, think about that for a second. They promoted from within when they when they hired Lovey Smith to they be the head coach. The, the plan staff. was still in Lovey place. Was an intro. You had to go an extra guy deep into the procedure to get there. But there was no doubt until their roster got better, their cap space cleared up, the fact that they could actually put a real football team on the field. They just wanted a guy out front that could basically go through the motions with them. Yeah. <laughs> they Cream. got two for the price of three. Yeah. It was, it was, Lovey was an interim. Like, Lovey was an interim coach that they tried to lipstick on a pick. P- people don't give the Texans enough credit for paying that contract out for Lovey and paying that contract yeah. out for David Cullen. They don't give him enough credit. They That's don't. a sign of a big boy franchise. You can pay your fired coaches. You know who can't? And you know why they waited as long to fire Brandon Staley as they did? The Chargers. Mm-hmm. It's the interesting. Chiefs. I mean, it's it's one of the things about the Texans. Look, the pockets are deep. At the very least, the pockets are deep, will continue to be deep. You can't call a cow cheap. No. no, you absolutely cannot. You call the call Patriots Cassie. chief for God's sake. Like it's it's one of those things where that's the one thing that they've had going in their favor for the last couple of years. How excited are you all for Kareem Jackson being back? You, I mean, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia, Kareem oh, boy. I, I think I, I, I gave you credit. You called it. He's better than what they had. Who are you, you giving credit to? You, Paul or, or no, Brandon? You, you, Jeremy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm always I, I always I'm for. always quick to give you the credit you deserve, and you deserve it on this one because that we we just got done talking about earlier in the show about how bad their safeties have played all year. Yeah, and yeah, the guy suddenly decided to become a headhunter this year and do things that he never did when he was here the first time. But he's better than what you have, and you have a chance to make the playoffs. So you might as well upgrade the same way they did with the guys they brought in over the last several weeks. If you kick the tires on a guy that don't cost you anything that could give be an upgrade over what you got in house, even if it's a from an insurance policy, now it could be actually starter with significant plays on the on the horizon. Go get him right now because it's do or die time. Yeah, I, I think it was a layup decision, uh, especially when Jimmy Ward out for the year with a quad. Like you need a safety, like you have to have a safety he was on out the for roster. About Thirty seconds too on a concussion. Before, but. Yeah, so I mean you, you're without him, so it made it an easy decision. Now. 
I think expecting Kareem Jackson to have like relevant, significant snaps is probably far-fetched, or at least doing it at a very quality level. Like, Is he better than Adrian Amos? Is he better than DeAndre Houston Carson? Maybe. I mean, Jalen Petrie was, was behind both of those guys after he got yeah. burned on the Amari Cooper touchdown where he was supposed to be hanging out over the top, and he didn't. He cheated forward, and he got benched. He got benched. He got taken out of the game. I think he's, he's only in the than, rest of the game on dime packages. I think his resume alone and his knowledge of the game and everything. I think he's better than Houston Carson. If 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 Kareem's given you significant snaps, though, it it shows you the state of your safety. I position. think Jimmy Ward was a mistake. I think Jimmy Ward was a security blanket that Deion, that uh, that D'Amico was expecting to get at least one or two more years out of that has failed miserably. But I think at this point in the season, with the chance to make the playoffs, I think Kareem Jackson's better than what you have in house in. Maybe across the board because Petrie's played so bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I can go that far. Who's, I don't. Who's, who's, who's guy better cover at safety? Petrie's a better. Well, he hasn't act, played like it. Petrie should be a better cover guy, and he's more athletic and speedy at this point in his career. But other than that, who, who who's better than Kareem Jackson right now? Well, look, as far as available options, probably no one. But at the same time, what is Kareem Jackson best at at this point in his career? Decapitating people. Well, that's because Sean Payton was coaching him. Sean Sean Payton's dirty. They had Bounty Gate in Denver. <laughs> I'm just saying the big problem for the safeties has been they keep on letting guys get past them behind them, and that never should happen. I mean, that listen, I'm going to bring a hey, did you know I played the game lesson? <laughs> My coaches used to get mad at me because I cheated up all the time because no one ever passed in high school, and they would get mad at me. They're like, hey, what's going to happen? And then one game we played a team that actually did throw it deep. They missed the guy by a million miles, so I didn't get bit on it. But after that, I was like, oh yeah, people can throw deep. I can't do this every single time. But then the guys that you have at safety in Jimmy Ward mm-hmm. and in Jalen Petrie. I mean, and, and now in Kareem Jackson, these are guys that are more known for their tackling. So I, I think the issues of giving up these big plays is still probably going to happen with Kareem Jackson now aboard. But I guess you feel a little bit better about it than you would with uh, Houston Carson. See, I think this is mostly nostalgia. I think Kareem Jackson's your number four safety. Uh, I don't think he, like, yeah, Amos and DeAndre Houston Carson were bumped up for a moment over Jalen Petrie. Uh, Matt Burke t- said today that Petrie's doing a great job, which is BS. He's lying through his teeth. But he said he's going to start, so Petrie's going to be back in the starting lineup. I don't think Kareem Jackson in four days is going to elevate over DHC or Amos. I think he's your four safety. I think he's insurance. Uh, maybe, okay, maybe for this week, but maybe for next week it changes because of the fact that what you have on the roster, and Joe and I have both seen Amos play, and Amos is well beyond his best days as a football player, no matter how well he played for a significant portion of his career. He's far younger than Kareem. But but I, but I you can still lose it quicker. Everybody's different. I think Kareem, yeah, he can still hit, but he still understands the game, and, and maybe it's part of it that there's a splash. Amos doesn't understand the game? No, I'm saying from from being able to play the game right now, at this point in their careers... Kareem was playing the majority of the season. Obviously, the hits got him noticed, too. But at the same time, in a week's time, if he fits back in, I think he can be on the field more than Houston Carson. I think he can be on the yeah. field as much or more than Amos. It depends on who's playing better. And I think a defense is easier to pick up in the middle of the season than an offense would be. So I, I feel like we're going to see a good amount. I mean, we've seen a good amount of Derek Barnett since they yeah. brought him in. So I, I think there's a fair chance that he'll be out there fair a lot. Fair point to you that, like, in this in four days' time, he's probably not going to play a lot against Tennessee. But if they win against Tennessee and they're getting ready to go to Indy and they know that He's actually picking it up, but he's actually playing at a certain level. He's going to play. Yeah, I just don't know how much Kareem at 35 has left in the tank. Like, and Denver, who I mean, Let's Denver's not one really game playing plus. for a whole lot, but Denver's like, yeah, see you later. Like we're, we don't we don't want you on our team anymore. Like, they t- released him. 
I think that I think that was more about doing him a solid. Well, they said they wanted to sign him to their practice squad. Like they they wanted him like within club control, but they just didn't want him on the fifty three anymore. Why? Because he stinks. Right. But y'all. But I think right now that he felt like he still had something left in the tank, and he could play and get picked up. And lo and behold, he got picked up by a team the chance to make the playoffs. They didn't pick him up. I don't think just to be heroes in the community. They picked him up because they need help at safety, and this guy in a week's time could give you more than you got in the building. I mean, they needed to sign a safety. Jimmy Ward got placed on the IR. Like, you have to carry four. You don't have to, but you're going to carry four. So, like, they they were going to sign somebody. And I think Kareem was the best one that's available. Now, where is Kareem stacked up versus the other safeties? We'll see. We'll see where he's uh, where he's stacked up on Sunday. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. How much positive can you take from Jalen Green's performance last night in defeat? It's the Killer Beast with Paul on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. I love telling you about Gentle Ben for, for a variety of reasons. At the top of that list is because I believe what I say. Gentle Ben is the best, whether it's the vodka, best in the state, the gin, best in the market, or the bourbon, the double platform. Platinum winner at the prestigious Ascot Awards. Gentle Ben uses their innovative, revolutionary technology that eliminates impurities for the clean, for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you will ever taste. One of the impurities it eliminates are the heavy alcohols, kind of like the stuff you use to clean up a cut. Ooh, that's not in Gentle Ben. Smooth, clean, eliminates the burn. Don't labor through your drink. Enjoy it. Savor it. And you can do that with Gentle Ben. Head to the Gentle Ben Tasting Room. Stop at your favorite liquor store. Pick up a bottle today. Ask for it the next time you're at the bar or at your favorite restaurant head to gentlebin.com too you can learn more about their incredible story or you can just order straight from the source order at gentlebin.com drop the vodka drop the the gin drop the bourbon into your cart and get the get it delivered straight to your doorstep the best way to do it they also have bin's bar at the toyota center you can pick up some there as well gentle bin you'll love what's not in it Time to get back to sports school with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank, and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. He's Blank. I'm Branham. Paul's here as well. Uh, Joe's not allowed to talk today. Paul, are you going to show up tomorrow at 3? Suppose we'll see. I mean, this is that week where no one does anything. Ooh, just dropped in from We're the We're working. Yeah. No one else is. What's that? Paul, I noticed Paul's that. point, no one else that. is. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's an interesting week. I, I, I was having a conversation with a friend about this. It is interesting that generally when a Christmas falls on a weekend, yeah. most companies are going to give the Monday off so that you get an off day. But this week, it, I think, varies company to company. And obviously, there are some industries where you're always going to be working. If you're working in retail, good luck. This is, this is returns week. So you're still not quite through the woods. But in a lot of other industries, like nothing gets done this week. And the idea of trying to accomplish anything this week is annoying. <laughs> and it's really funny. I was talking to a friend, and he was like, yeah, I was about to leave the office today, and someone had the balls to send me an email at 459. Like, wow. piss off. <laughs> yeah, I would to respond that. to it and stay for an extra hour. Yeah, that's yeah. unless you're like in the financial industry and it's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's one where you just go, I'll get to it Monday. See you. Exactly. Tuesday. I would have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have responded yeah, right, to it <laughs> until <laughs> at least Monday. Right. Probably Tuesday, though. Oh, because I'm away. New yeah, because of New Year's. Yeah. Because New Year's. Now, I, I don't like missing Mondays or Tuesdays during the football season. Absolutely. I don't either. I, I Quite frankly, it's the easiest days. It's, but it's also the most <laughs> it's the most, in, the most interactive. 
and the most fun. Yes. Yeah, I I hate Mondays and Tuesdays being off. That's why this week is weird, and it's why we're working Monday. Yeah. I don't know if you're working Monday. Are you working no. Monday, Paul? <laughs> Listen, Paul's, Paul, Paul, Paul's, too young. Paul's gonna be recovering. Paul's too young to work Monday. I'm gonna be absolutely <laughs> annihilated on Sunday night. It or might do, be better. Though. Hopefully, this will be the first like New Year's Eve where I where I actually like have a special friend, but. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to, I'm not going to know where I am probably. Well, you're not going to know if you have a special friend on New Year's Eve until New Year's Day. Yeah, well, we'll see. see. Yeah. Hey, we're, doing, so. we're doing Paul's time slot on Monday. Oh, that's we're, right. We're doing nine to 12 on Don't Monday. Don't screw it up, but literally just stay on topic and you'll be fine. Cause it'll be a breath of fresh air for everybody else. Who's like, Can you do a Tucker Carlson blankers? Probably not. You want to workshop it over the weekend? I'd probably have to work on it, but I could try. All right, we'll try it. Just say, we'll see. Just say a bunch of ridiculous stuff and then say, what is happening? What is going on? <laughs> Biden. <laughs> Can I hear some McLean? It's been a while. Yeah, let's do the until my voice goes. Let's yeah. have let's have <laughs> John only twenty minutes to go on the show. Let's have Faux McLean on as a guest on Monday. I like that. Let's do that on Monday. We're oh, gonna nice. have we're gonna or have we Hall of have, Famer. Should we have Faux a Hall McClain. of Fame debate tomorrow? John McLean versus Tucker Paulson Ooh, on the a, show. That's a good idea. We'll do that tomorrow. The Colonel and I can be yeah. the moderator asking yeah, questions. Let's do that's it. a great Paul, idea. Paul, I haven't no, no, seen no, my own feet. I haven't seen my own feet in sixteen years, but I can see a path to get Andre Johnson into the Hall of Fame this year. A preview for tomorrow's Tucker Paulson. We'll do it at the end of the show. We need a better name than Tho McLean, though. Let's workshop that before tomorrow, too. We need a better name for a fake. Just call him the Colonel. That, the I, Colonel. I, I actually did yeah, that in the middle of a segment once. McLean like, the Colonel. Let, let, let me tell you what. Like, I, I love John. So tomorrow, very McLean the Colonel versus Tucker Paulson. What, what's on the table here, Joe? What are we going to be? Uh, what are the questions? Do I have? Do I have to like? Do I have any restrictions on the questions I'll be asking? No, you can ask Look, whatever questions you want. That's so good. Yeah, neither one wait. of them prep, so they're going to answer it the way they're going to answer it anyway. Who, Paul and you or, no. or McLean and Pucker Paulson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought, does Tucker not? He just he just shoots from the hip. What does he do now? I don't even know. Oh, Twitter show. Jo- yeah, he still has a job. The podcast starting on the first. Twitter shows. A, a Paul? Is, isn't a he also still the one of the artists of choice of the former president trying to be president again when he does an interview? I believe so. I think he still. Oh, really? Yeah, I still. He went. He think he went to that well at least one time. CJ wants you, Paul, to do your best BK impersonation. I guess because you're in the middle. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I'm looking all, back and forth. All you got to do is contact. lower that chair as low as it will go and look like you are punished in grade school in the middle. The last time I did a three person show was with Smitty and the Baytown Batty. Who's the last time you did a three person show, Blankers? I don't. Uh, oh, with uh, Travis Johnson and uh, Keenan McCardo. Well, that's pretty good. I, I did a three-man show with Travis Johnson, too, and I, Smitty. He I, did, I did a three-person show, and I, I was the last person in and the first person out. <laughs> Sound like David Carr. <laughs> I was the dog that they brought in to stop the divorce. It turns out that they sent me back to the pound before uh, they, they split up. God, they put you up for adoption, and you were supposed to be the savior kid. Yeah. I did, yeah. What, um, Fun times. what are their names you're going to give them? <sighs> Just spew now. It's fun to come up with cute names. This is Tom Brady. Former guys. Tom Brady. What? What? Well, I'm, I'm lost. What are we talking about here? The, the, the two the... people you worked with. Oh, Mike. Yeah. I just call him Mike and Seth. What? what? That's, That's no fun. What? Well, I mean, what? Fair. I That's uh, fair. I was friends with them. I, I, I don't mind that it I know didn't work out. Right. I just, I just like the, uh, you know, I like it better whenever we try to, like, uh, prevent or, I guess, preserve the fourth wall. Where it's like, oh, we don't say the names of the other people at the other but stations. And we won't also say the names of the other stations. The funny thing is, though, I mean, it's been so incestuous here. Everyone's worked at every station, for God's sake, right? I mean, haven't we all? Like, done, I mean, Joel, I know you've you've done the the hat trick. Yep. Uh, yes, I haven't done I have. the hat trick, but I, I've done two. 
Uh, yeah, I have two. I'm two. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I wasn't I'm, official no, no, no. at those stations, but I have worked. I've done three. more than the hat trick. He, he's a two-time Grand Slam champion. I've done fifteen sixty. I've done ninety-four one, ninety-seven five. I've done fifteen sixty. Then the other two AM ones. I've never like done ninety four one. I did ninety four one, which was ninety four, which was ninety two five before ninety two five. It, it was fifteen sixty. Oh, okay. They transitioned to the FM stick. And I did sports map and the that. network side. Yeah, done that. Same. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. All of us have done that. I had a yeah. fun week of doing one to five. Shows. Technically, technically, I Christmas Joe because I know you appreciate this. Technically, I wasn't an employee of the two rival stations, but I did do shows on this station. Yeah, he's kind of like me. With the the cardiac arrest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be his highlight bitch boy back in the day. <laughs> the <laughs> Rockets look at, look at some you know. some things never change. <laughs> uh, we draw Pablo barely knows where he's at on a daily basis. Uh, I'm on planet Earth always. We draw. <laughs> That's a Steeler fan again. No, no. Weestraw is different. Weestraw is better than the Steelers. Weestraw's been listening for years. I know that. Yeah, Weestraw is good, good people there. Um, how much can we draw from Jalen Green's performance yesterday? 23 points, 8 of 20 shooting, which is nice to see some shots falling. 6 of 12 from 3. Also grabbed 5 boards, handed out 3 assists. We draw on anything from Jalen Green's performance yesterday? Well, it's still too inconsistent. I got to see more of it consistently. But the thing that I'm drawing from more and more is that they are, they are hyper-focused on trying to see what he can be. And that their main focus right now short, is not winning ball games. It's who is this guy? We need to know because time is running out and we got to figure it out. And he's got to figure it out. Is he going to be who we've always wanted him to be and we think he still can be? Or is he going to be a guy that we've got to make some tough decisions on rather quickly because of the fact that he's just not doing what we drafted him to do? He's not becoming the player we thought he could be. And before we lose total value in him, we're going to see if either he can put up or shut up because we're going to have to find a home for him if he's not going to do what we thought he was going to do. Do you think that they would trade him? Yes, I do. But I, I, you didn't put a timestamp on that. Yeah. I, I think that they. I, I honestly do think that they will trade him if they figure out that he's not going to buy in and he's not going to be completely who they drafted him to be. You you mentioned a second ago the, the, the timetable, and you just saw it, said it again right there. I, I'm curious as to how soon that timetable could be because – uh, what, what Sean and I have been doing on the Paul Gallon show, Sean Mapes, my producer, we're both of the mindset of you got to give this a little bit longer because now is a hard lesson being taught by Ime Udoka to Jalen Green, and you want to know how he responds to it. But at the same time, too, and I, I, I really, I, I struggle with online NBA fans because everything is the greatest, and it's like we're talking about one of the worst organizations in the NBA the last couple of years. Acting like Jalen Green last year like made any progress, he didn't. You can blame that on Stephen Silas if you want to, but I mean, like his numbers barely went up at all, and you would have expected him to go up a lot more over the course of the year. And it was Jabari Smith Jr. down the stretch that was playing really well. So I think you have to give him the full year, but I'm not married to him sticking around long term like some of the Rockets bobos out there are. I'm I'm full year too. I, I, to me, you can't give up on a 21 year old who can score 20 a game and did score 20 a game last year. Uh, this early in the whole year one of Ime Adoka, and I feel like the moment you do trade Jalen Green, you're ask, you're actually lessening your ceiling. Now you might be right, ra- you know, raising the floor, but I think mm-hmm. you're lessening the season, the the ceiling. Because if like NBA two K, like Jalen Green's like what a seventy like player rating, but his potential is like a ninety ninety five. Yeah. And whatever you trade Jalen Green for, you might get an eighty in return, but you're getting an eighty five potential in return. So like it, it to me, it hurts the potential of the Rockets, even if it if it brings up the floor trading Jalen Green, especially too soon. 
because you're, I, and you're trading them for pennies on the dollar. Uh, yeah, that's the, the biggest. There's a couple of things there. The one thing is you have to get value in return. You can't just get a, a top five pick away and not get anything of sub- substance for him. But the bigger thing is until you're in the final year of the deal, where you either got to sh- you got to pay him a boatload of cash, or you're gonna you're gonna have to basically trade him for pennies on the dollar or in a rush. You have some time to to, to figure it out because. You don't ever want a guy that has the potential of being a 20-point game per game score on a just a piece of crap team. Mm-hmm. You want a guy that can be the best player on the floor for a team that's a playoff caliber and more type team. So when you're analyzing him, that has to be your you still has to be your focus. Can we can we get enough out of him because you're right. The the alibi right now is and it's very fair and it's very true. None of these young guys got coached up at all under Steven Silas. So you've got to get Paul, you're right. You've got to give Yudoka at least this year to try and get through to him. But what we've just seen too much inconsistent. We've seen the body language that Jeremy points out. We've seen the games where he disappears or has to be benched. And then we see games like last night, though you lost the game, you saw a guy that is doing more. But I think that they are making the conscious effort of going away from their offense running through Al P and saying, we got to give the ball to Jalen and see what he can do. And you know what you do that for? You do that for six men. That's that's why I feel like right now, you know, you, you, Jeremy, you mentioned the, the potential of him being say a NBA 2K 95 rated player that's not happening he, he's I think ceiling right now is Jamal Crawford on a winning team like, you know and, and Jamal Crawford very good career like that's the guy who could put it up I, off the I think bench. it's I think I, I still say it's more than that I still say now he might not be the leading scorer on an NBA, on a championship caliber caliber team but he can be a starting two three that can give you 15 points a game can he be your best perimeter scorer on a, on a championship caliber team, like maybe he's never as like a high point per game guy as uh, Alpi Shingun, but can he be your best perimeter scorer? He yes, he can be if you're playing with, a, and it's tough to say this because anybody could be good when they're playing with a Jokic or Embiid. But if you've got a true low post presence that can score and get you buckets, yes, he can. He has to alter his game because he takes too many bad shots that are contested. See, I don't, I don't think he does that anymore. I still see. I, it. I don't. I don't see him taking as many bad shots anymore. And, and I think that we overcomplicate his struggles too. To me, he just has to be a better shooter. Like he has to be better at getting the ball into the rim. He has to be a better shooter, and he has to be better at finishing at the rim. I think it's that simple. Now but it's see, it's not a it's not a simple thing to overcome, but it's simple. You know, on the surface. But my pushback to that, Jeremy, would be if he took the shots that are given to him that are basically non-contested or very very rarely contested instead of. Passing that up to take a shot with two guys on him, where he's stepping back into the three uh, behind yeah. the three point line, that that leads a lot. He he's self inflicted in a lot of his wounds. He, he may he may mention his shot selection's gotten better. I, I think it's gotten better too. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN car wreck of the day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. What is the car wreck of the day? You let us know. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. Killer Bees, he's blank on Brandon Paul's here too. What are we nominating for our Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com? My first one is easy. It's Jair Alexander. It's this guy who was made one of the most highly paid corners in the NFL who basically has sat out with a hangnail multiple weeks but then decided to play because it's his hometown but wasn't a captain wasn't nominated to be a captain 
but went out to start overtime and nominated himself as a captain and then deferred but didn't even know how to defer the he didn't right defer. way. <laughs> yeah, he, he he made mistake after mistake after mistake. Good on the Packers for stepping in and suspending him for a week for contract detrimental to the team. They won the game, so it wasn't that detrimental. But what a complete dumbass. And then doubles down in the postgame basically saying, yeah, I mean, I could do that, and it's my hometown, and the coach didn't know, and I should do What a complete dumbass. It's kind of a boss move. So you, yeah, well, maybe I mean, it's a boss move to get out of town. It's a hostile takeover is what that is. I'm impressed by how clueless he was after the game. Like, that was the best <laughs> part. He, he clearly did not know he was in the wrong while these reporters were asking him this question. Or he didn't care. Because he had the Macho Man sunglasses on. He did this a couple weeks ago. He had the WWE belt and sunglasses to say that even though everybody said he should play and it was a big game, that if he, he just didn't feel like, like if he was ready, he wasn't going to play. How many just dumb athletes are there? A lot. I mean, Debo Samuel got catfished by a couple of kids mm-hmm. pretending to be Cam Newton. It's hilarious. Cam even responded with a video. I mean, you got John Morant doing a gun shooting dance in his fourth game back, though. That might be an LSU celebration, and he was doing it in New Orleans or something. At this point, though, in what he's been through, don't even try it. Those are two good nominees for Car Wreck of the Day. I I feel like I, I got to nominate this. Okay? All right. There was a lady that went to a gym. She's one of those influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, she went, Natalie Reynolds, 25, uh, and claims to be a victim of societal double standards because she went to this gym and she was just wearing body paint. She wasn't wearing no clothes. No skivvies or anything? Nothing. Nothing. I'm sorry. That is a violation of gym etiquette. It is hard enough for for the men who uh, have wandering eyes at the gym when somebody comes in with the brightly colored leggings and then they get mad at you because you look in their general direction. Now you got them coming in and they're wearing literally nothing. Gym etiquette, people. I thought you were going gym etiquette like the hygiene of using the bench. It's disgusting. I think he's saying all of it, right? Yeah. All encompassing. I don't want your stuff, whatever your sex is. Well, you is. probably want her stuff. You just don't want Not it on the, on bench. the bench before you get yeah. to know her. No. There was a Seinfeld episode that was similar to this. Yeah. Similar. Where someone came into a gym wearing body paint? No. They were they were showing off I want to a watch lot that of, episode. They were showing off a lot of clothing. It led to a wreck. Then they oh. did like a spoof trial that was very similar to the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's a good episode. Uh, I'm going to nominate the NBA Christmas edition. For so long, oh, the NBA owns, owns Christmas. See the Christmas ratings? The highest rated game uh, was Lakers-Celtics. Five billion, pretty good. Warriors Nuggets four point one, Knicks Bucks two and a half, Mavs Suns Heat Sixers just over one million. See what the NFL did? A lot more. Raiders Chiefs twenty nine million, Giants Eagles twenty nine million, Ravens Forty ers for some reason twenty seven million. The NFL is king. There used to be a gentleman's agreement between leagues that they tried to avoid playing when the other league was playing, and the NFL just decided to put their big boy pants on and say, you know what, hold my beer. Yeah. Smoked them. All right, what's winning? You'll get you guys vote on it. Joe, you're the judge. Yeah, let's go, Judge. Although I like got Jair. Gavel. Honestly, uh, I think the NBA one is good. We were watching instead of Celtics Lakers in Boston. We watched Giants Eagles. We did too. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch a single second both. of the NBA. I watched. Me the, I watched the Lakers Celtic game, and I watched some of the Warriors game, but not much. I didn't right. know they were playing. Who let's won the Warriors game? No, who won Car Wreck of the Day? He picked the... Uh, he picked Jair. Jair. 
Congratulations, Shire Alexander. Car wreck of the day. 713-999-8773. CarWreckTexas.com. That's it for us. Thanks to Joe George. He's blank. He's Paul. I'm Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. Game on with Jerome Solomon is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.